Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. McPherson on the fan. This is my last hour tonight. KM to 2 a.m. Taking your calls at 877-337-6666. The fan in New York. We talk sports with the greatest fans in the world. Thanks for calling. Thanks for holding. Let's go to Tino on Staten Island first. What's up, Tino? Keith, how are you, my brother? How are you feeling this evening? I'm great. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, so Keith, I'm a diehard Nick fan. I've been watching. I'm 44 years old. I've been watching him probably religiously since I was nine. Out of 82 games, maybe I miss one or two games a year. Maybe. Because that's how passionate I love the team. So the more I watch them, Keith, and I look at the way the roster is constructed, we have a bunch of B, C minus, C plus players. So if you look at our roster, it's the same guys that play the same position. It's. It, it, we suck in mud. We're going to be a four, between four and six seed. Maybe we win a round like we did last year. We get to the second round. But to get to that next level, Keith, we have to make a trade. We have too many guys that play the same position. Quentin Grimes, Dante DiVincenzo, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett. I mean, he's all and, – and, and another guy, yes, a lot of Knicks fans, they love Jalen Brunson. I love Jalen Brunson, too. But Jalen Brunson doesn't make other guys better. For example, like a Tyrese Halliburton. If you look at his assist numbers, his assist numbers are so low, Keith. He's always a shot first guy. He doesn't get other guys involved. You know, he, he's constantly just looking for a shot. And that same goes for Randall. He's always about he, – he, he actually does better than, than JB when it comes to getting assists. But he turns the ball over constantly. So my question to you is – I know you're a Nets guy. You, you're a Nets guy. And I like the Nets too. I love it that they're doing well this year. So I'm happy for the Nets too. But what do you think realistically is something good that the Knicks can get uh, in a trade to make this team get to the next level? Is it maybe calling back up Cleveland and see if they will do the Donovan Mitchell deal? I know he's a free agent next year. Maybe. Or maybe a Lori Marketing from Utah. Shooter. I mean, what realistically can they do, Keith? Shooter was the first thing that came to my mind. Just a, a stone-cold three-point shooter that's going to be knocking him down. But you know, what you said about Brunson is the main thing that you said to me, right? I know that he is ridiculous. He's a pure scorer. Yeah. He's polished. When you watch his footwork and how little he is, but gets to his shot all the time, he's money. Like, but like, like you said about him making other players better. And of course, every Knicks fan is staring at Tyrese Halliburton right now, and they're like, yeah. "Look at this yeah. guy! Imagine if this guy was wearing our jersey." But like, Brunson is yeah. great. But I think honestly, this this is the this has got to be the last year of this configuration of the Knicks. IQ might not be here. I mean, how many years have we been looking at Julius Randle saying, like, we're not going to win with this guy? I feel like this configuration of Thibodeau's team, they can be good, but they can't be great. And, I mean, you just saw what happened in the in-season tournament when they actually played somebody. Yeah. Like, they beat up on, I think, like the Pistons and the Hornets and uh, the— Yeah, uh, the, bums, a bunch of bums. To get there. But then when they actually had to play against the Bucks, they, they didn't stand a chance. But then you see the Pacers beat the Bucks. 
they they can outscore everybody, and they have a bunch of guys that can get it done. Obi Toppin is over there now running with them. Now, when I look yeah. at this Knicks team, like you mentioned, like it's a combination of things. Who can they go get? I don't know. I go back to the draft, and like like they have like they have draft capital, but they didn't strike during the draft. And there were some players in the draft, like they it seemed like, it seems like they never hit in the draft. Like you yeah. like you, all of those years pile up of not hitting in the draft. I was talking about the Nets earlier, and I was like, would you look at that? Our two centers that we drafted five years ago and three years ago, these guys are having double doubles together now. They're starting to become. They're starting Correct. to materialize. But like. Yeah. R.J. Barrett has to take the superstar step. He was the number three overall pick, and I don't know if he can. I, I mean, he's he's gotten better. His shot has gotten better, but like I don't, yes, I, yes. I, I just I don't know. And I'm not tearing him down. I, I believe in R.J., but like to be the number three overall pick, like when you look at what Zion is, I know John Morant's not playing, but then you got you know R.J. You wouldn't put him in the same class as, as those guys as superstars. Mitchell Robinson is a, a good defender, a good rebounder. Yeah. But like when but you look at some of the other centers lim- in this league, yeah, but he's limited offensively. Keith. Yeah, some of these he other no centers in the game. league run it up. Embiid, obviously, Jokic are at the top. But I mean, look at look at uh, Miles Turner with the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. He can do some things too. I just think this configuration, and I and I'm not I'm not trolling. I'm not joking when I use this phrase. They called R.J. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson the mid three. And when you hear that word mid, it means middle of the pack, they're, mediocre. They're, they're, that's what they are, Keith. And they're, I, they're I hate beat, to say it, but... Players. Yeah, yeah, I hate to say it, but, like, that's who they are. And I think the whole Villanova thing is cute, but, like, come on, bro. Like, nobody really wanted Josh Hart that bad. Nobody really wanted Dante DiVincenzo that bad. These guys are young in their careers, and they've already played for, like, four different teams. Keith, Keith, we gave we gave Hart $80 million. We gave DiVincenzo $55 million. I mean, you can't I, – IQ, and I feel bad because he's actually my favorite player. And I'm actually – I'm interested to see what's going to happen now because he did roll his ankle, JB, and I think he's going to miss a couple games. And IQ's probably going to take his position. If IQ gets the minutes that JB gets, I'm going to tell you right now, IQ's going to average 23 points, 8 assists, and about 6, 7 rebounds a game. That's what his ceiling is if he plays 35 minutes a night. He – to me – He's a better player than Jalen Brunson, if given the minutes. That's how high I am on Emmanuel quickly, because I watch him every night. And you've he seen him do it. it. You've seen him yeah, go he, off against the Celtics. You see, I forget what other game. You've seen him. He dropped 40. He yeah, dropped 40 you've seen him do it. On a nationally televised game. You've seen him do it when he's had the opportunity to he, do he it. He had the highest plus or minus on the team today. He was a plus 15. He was the he's trying to get paid. Team. Everybody. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, and I like, I know I, I've, I've trolled the Knicks and laughed at the Knicks, but with the Nets and their whole situation, I don't really have too much of a leg to stand on. But when you look at the standings right now, and I said that earlier, the no, Knicks, Nets, Nets got a, Nets got a better record. No, they're, they're tied. They're twelve and nine. But like, there's a bunch of teams that are jumbled up right now. The Pacers are twelve and eight. The Cavaliers are yeah. thirteen and nine. The Knicks are twelve and nine. The Nets are twelve and nine. The Heat are twelve and ten. They're, like that grouping is really like the play-in playoff teams. They're about the pack is about to separate. The Celtics and the Bucks are at the top. I don't believe in the Magic at all. The Nets have beat the Magic twice oh, yeah, this year. The Sixers, you know, the Sixers are going to be up there. The Pacers now are ascending. They might beat LeBron and win the NBA Cup tomorrow. But then the Knicks have, if Brunson is hurt, and if Mitchell Robinson Robinson's hurt, and you look at their upcoming schedule. Excuse me. Oh, the Knicks. They, 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 they've, the got, they've got the Clippers, the, the Lakers, the Nets, the Bucks twice, uh, the Magic, yeah, who yeah. I just spoke on, the Pacers again. Like, if Brunson is hurt, there's a chance that the Knicks could drop down in the standings before Christmas when everybody, quote-unquote, says the NBA starts on Christmas Day. We played the Bucks five times and the Celtics five times this year. We've had already five back-to-backs this year. Our schedule has been brutal. David uh, Silver has done an injustice to the Knicks schedule. It is unbelievable, our schedule, the way it's been orchestrated for the beginning of the season. It lightens up after the new year, but right now it is brutal. I mean, we play all 500 and above teams coming up besides the next two games. We go on a West Coast trip coming up, five games. I mean, and it's all teams way over 500. So no cupcakes on the schedule. So it's going to be a tough time for the Knicks. They just got to, you know, thread water for a little bit and see what happens by January, February time. But and I think come February, Keith, we have to make a move. They we have, have to I bring mean, in summer. 
use the picks. Um, you like I don't we know. have eleven Keith. We use, have eleven first round picks coming use, up. Use what are them. we doing with them? And I fear that if Brunson goes down, this is going to be that episode you've seen of Julius Randle playing hero ball and thinking, "Hey, I got to go out there and do it." And sometimes. Most time, like I, I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll see. And pretty soon, we're not going to care about football. Pretty soon, the hot stove and the winter meeting stuff will be done, and the Knicks yeah. and the Nets will have our direct attention. Yeah. It's on the way. That's my passion, Keith. That's my passion, Keith. I love basketball, dude. I'm a basketball junkie. Love I can the tell game Tino. so much, man. Thanks for the call, man. Eight seven seven three three seven. 6666. Shout out to the Instagram folks watching. I switched it up. I was on TikTok Live. Now I'm on the Instagram Live. I don't have any video. Boomer and Geo are on CBS Sports Network. BT and Sal are on WFAN's Twitch channel. Evan and Tiki are on SNY. So when I slide in here at night, I want the people to see me too. I'm not the best looking guy, but I'm not the worst looking guy. So I'm live on my own Instagram. I'm live on TikTok. Maybe I'll fire up a live YouTube next week for a five-hour KM to AM. Don't cut, yourself, don't cut yourself short, Keith. What do you mean? You're a good-looking guy. Don't cut yourself <laughs> short. Come on, Keith. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> don't cut yourself Come. short. But no, have you looked at the Knicks draft that year they drafted Obi Toppin? Yeah, so. You, you bring up Tyrese Halliburton four picks later. No, I know drafted. that. That's oh, the whole thing. He's the 12th overall pick. Brutal. Desmond Bain goes after Emmanuel quickly. Dude, but, like, that is a reason when you look at the construction of the Knicks, go back to their last four or five drafts. Tyrese Maxey at 21. It hurts. Tyrese Maxey would be a great player for You know how I always say the NFL? Like, it's the NFBA. Like, if you just drafted better, if you just hit on draft picks and didn't draft, I don't know, Kevin Knox or – R.J. Barrett, which R.J.'s been serviceable, but there's other guys. O.B. Toppin, remember the narrative then was like when, when Portis was here and, and Randall and, and Toppin, they were too many forwards. Yeah, but they like couldn't resist the hometown feel and the hometown story. How about Toppin's little brother, though? Look out for him. Look out for him. All right, back to the phones we go. Jesse in Queens on the fan in New York. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Keith, what's up? Um, Mets and uh, Knicks. Knicks first. I don't. I don't know if they if, if they have the right coach and the right players. I I, I really don't know. Their 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 ceiling right now is is low because and they don't like Kenny Smith said they they don't have the players to compete against Giannis, against uh, Embiid and all. No, not and not in a, not in a series. And the thing with the Knicks is like. Last year was the year if they were able to get past the Heat, who didn't belong where they were anyway. I was at Game 5. Like, last year was the year. Was, was Brunson actually, like, being the guy. Randall was hurt. IQ being hurt sucks. But, like, last year was the year where I was like, the Knicks are back, the Knicks are back. I don't think they're going to be able to duplicate that this year. And, like, Giannis, like, Giannis being hurt in that game where the Heat were able to jump the Bucks and, like, the Heat were able to make a run from the play-in all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that that might not happen this year. I don't think we, ha- we see that. I think the dominant teams, if they stay healthy, stay there. But the Knicks are not going to be able to hang with those teams in a series. The Nets aren't either. But, like, I, I think the pack is about to separate by the end of this month by, like, you know, getting into January after Christmas and the New Year. Keith, what would you do if you were the, the GM of the Knicks? What would you do? Would you get an, a new coach? What what players would you go after? I keep seeing people say DeMar DeRozan, don't do that. Don't don't give up don't give up don't give up picks for DeMar DeRozan. And and all respect to the the king of the North. DeMar DeRozan, uh, a Kobe disciple, he's thirty four years old. Don't give up your your picks and your future for him, man. Hit in the draft and do try and bring in some other pieces. I I think I want to see like a pure. Shooter. I know IQ can shoot, but I I, I want to see like a pure three point assassin on the Knicks, and I think yeah. that will really change some things. How come they How come they didn't sign Seth Curry? He was available in free agency. He's a pure three Seth? point shooter. Seth Curry. Exactly. Nah, Seth was with the Brooklyn Nets last year. Mm-mm. He played. There was one game that he played against the Hornets with his daddy on the call. He was terrible. I was like, get him off the floor. He's cooked. I don't know where he is right now. Honestly, I don't know what team Seth Curry is on, but he's not like that anymore. All right, the Mets. Why are they not signing um, position players? I mean, Jorge Soler is out there. They're, they're trying. They're, they're trying to. Uh, it's clear that they're trying to address pitching, and I think Stearns is just applying what he's known from Milwaukee 
And I think they circled that bullpen. That bullpen was a disaster last year. And then obviously they they lost a few starters. So I think it's clear with the moves that they've made this offseason, they have made low-risk moves that they're hoping pay off for bullpen arms and potential starters, minor league deals, hoping that these guys come up and pan out into something. I think that is the clear focus. I know you have the richest owner in the sport, but at the same time, you have David Stearns, who's a baseball mind, and he's going out there getting Jorge Lopez and Michael Tonkin and and Austin Adams and... Exactly like Sandy Alderson did when he came here, you know. And, and I and I say this: give it time. You got to be patient. But I know it sucks for the Met fan because in the Steve Cohen era, you had already conditioned yourselves and 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 changed your mind that we were done with the Wilpons. Now we can spend with the best of them. We're in a five-year window until we have a ridiculous team that can win a World Series. And Steve Cohen has clearly pivoted from that that original. Um, you know, statement that he put out there. Now they need to get some bats. You know, Solaire, maybe uh, Justin Turner. You know, they need some bats in there. You know, I think I think Stearns might be the the wrong GM for them. You know? No, I just think I like he's Mr. playing the long game. I think he plans on being here for a long time. But like I said, for this guy to say he used to sneak in the Shea Stadium, grew up a Met fan, and he's home. For Steve Cohen to talk so much about being a Met fan, the moves that they're making, it, it, it feels like they're not considering the thoughts and minds and hearts of the Met fan because there are some upset Mets fans right now. Trust me, I see them. They're writing on my Instagram. They're writing on my Twitter. And I welcome them, too. Come come, come, come on in. Come on in. If you need somebody to be the bad guy, I'll be the bad guy. I also could be a therapist. <laughs> I also could be the shoulder to cry on. It ain't what you thought it was, right? Otani was supposed to be coming to Queens. You're not even in the running. I saw my 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 good pal Evan Roberts say, I just want to know that the Mets put out a big offer for Shohei Otani. I said, for why? For what? <laughs> what, what would that be for, Evan? You just want to know that they put out a big offer for him? They didn't. They didn't have a seat at the table. Otani came out and said he couldn't see himself playing in New York. Why bother? Why get in touch with... Uh, uh, CAA and his representation, like his representation, and say we'll offer him seven hundred million from the Steve. Cole. Why? Why? Why will that make you sleep better at night, knowing that you were that? That doesn't make any sense to me. He he wasn't entertaining. I'm a Yankee fan, right? I knew that Shohei Otani shunned the Yankees upon his entry into MLB because the Yankees pivoted and got John Carl Stanton when they missed out on Shohei. Shohei wanted no part of it. I've gone to Yankee Stadium, I think, like every time. Maybe once or twice I miss Shohei Otani at the stadium. I purposely have gone to see Shohei at Yankee Stadium almost every time. One one game that we, we went to, uh, my wife and I, on the night that we got married, it was June 30th, 2021. I don't think he got out of the second inning. Maybe not even the first. The Yankees got to him. The stadium got to him. And I was like, this guy can't play in New York. And then the, the year after, 2022, he comes here. And he's roping home runs. He's smacking home runs to right field. And I'm like, okay, he can hit here, but he can't pitch here. The guy never wanted to come to New York. He never wanted to be a Yankee. He's a Yankee killer. When the Angels swept the Yankees in Anaheim and he took Michael King deep, he bat flipped. And I'm like, Shohei's not even like that. He's from the Japanese discipline. They don't show up their opponents. He did that day because he he had intentions of being a Yankee killer. He never wanted to put that Yankee hat on. I don't know what it was. He was a Hideki Matsui guy, and that's a reminder. Let me put that in my notes. I always tell you I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch I don't watch TV outside of live sports. But there is a Shohei Otani documentary that I started, and uh, it starts off showing Hideki Matsui. But remember, Hideki Matsui is a Yankees legend, but then he also went out there to Anaheim. And so Shohei Otani started to dream of joining the Anaheim Angels, and maybe he'll go back to them. I don't think he will. I don't know. We're, we're still waiting on that. John Morosi, what's the deal, bro? What's the deal, bro? Chris in Maryland on the fan in New York. Hey, nice to talk to you. A little intimidated down here in Maryland because I certainly look up. I'm a big baseball fan, and when I heard baseball, I get your signal down here really well. So I hear the baseball talk. It gets me a little warmer, if you know what I mean. 
Are, and, and are you a, are you a Nationals fan? Or are you a yeah, Orioles fan? Both, but I'm a baseball fan first. I like the players mostly. I had to, you know, the Orioles definitely because we were dark here in Washington. And then um, I, when the Nationals showed up, um, I really like the D. I'm traditional. I like the. I don't like the D eight or didn't. I'm adjusting though. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the Orioles were fine. Um, Shoot, I got a ticket stubs, two ticket stubs, 1970 Cincinnati Reds, game one, for Soyos, six bucks, upper, upper reserved. <laughs> awesome. I love stuff like that. I, I, they don't have hard copy tickets anymore, but I've got a bunch of hard ticket, um, Yankee tickets from, hard copy Yankee tickets from, I think, before 2018. Oh, man. All right. That's cool. I, I wouldn't know. I, um, I loved me some Reggie Jackson back in the seventies, and then I. I think they went digital in 2018, where you had to have your phone. Um, but I used to, I used to get like ticket packages from the Yankees for like opening day to a, a ten a group of ten, and they'll send you the box of tickets. That was the best. That was that was fun times back in the day. I, I'm, I'm not up on the technology so much. I'm a little farm boy out here in the nowhere, but I, I like my radio. I watch the games on TV. That's, and then I'll get to the Orioles and Nationals, whatever it may be. Um, but I look up, look, I, I look up the baseball a lot. And like I said, I, that's my favorite. And I do like the players. I love Juan Soto. But, he, you know, hey, I like Aaron Judge, too. He, he seems like a cool dude, and he's awesome. Um, and uh, before I forget, yeah, I wanted – and you seem to have a little bit more information than we – no one down here ever said, hey, Juan Soto's dad like the Yankees. Um, everybody was bashing the trade when Rizzo made it to the uh, trade set up to the Padres. Heck, the year before they were bashing him for Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers, and we're just babies down here in national country. I guess we're- you got that 2019 World Series, which I appreciate because you stopped the Astros from getting another one. I mean, they Thank went you. to get it, but at least you got that. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was good, but we didn't get to celebrate because of the pandemic. No parade, no no boost in the ten. You know what I mean? We didn't get the. So we're still kind of grabbing, uh, getting our feet. We're still teenagers, more or less, as a franchise, and I I don't know. But anyway, and then so and I didn't find out till as my father was getting older, and he was a real Yankee fan, even though he was one that took us to all the other games, but. He finally said, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I was a Yankee fan. I'm a Yankee fan. The favorite player was, I hope I get this first name right, Tommy Hendrick. Is that, was Tommy Hendrick his name, played for the Yankees maybe in the 50s or something? I'm Googling. Um... I, he, and I said, Dad, why him? Not Mickey Mantle, not Joe DiMaggio. And um, he said, yeah, he just seemed to always get the big hits. I said, well, that's cool. interesting. And if I yeah, Tommy Henrik, Tommy Henrik, spelled H-E-N-R-I-C-H, 1950 season. That's something you got to watch on, like, Yankeeography, or you got to go back I, in the archives for that one. I, I haven't got a chance to study, but he, I said, Dad, why you like him? I never really, he said, because he always seems to get the big hit. And I should have known something, because he, when he coached up us kids in the Little League, he switched the team name to the Yankees, but I wasn't paying attention. I figured it was because the Orioles were already taken for that name. But anyway, uh, before I, so you had any information about Soto. I like the baseball talk. I, I, your signal's coming through good. I wondered also about what you thought about the world changes. As I said, I'm adjusting to the DH. It's here to stay now. I understand that. Um, I didn't, I liked all the rule changes pretty much. Although one thing kind of bothered me this year was also a game where they don't wear their own uniforms. I was there. It, it looked terrible. The pants, the, it, it, it was so dumb. They, but what they, so they let each, they let each team and ballpark make the uniforms as like a keepsake, as something to remember. But, and now we're getting so creative with this. It, it looked terrible. What they tried to do was honor the like, Marine and like Seattle's, like the the like cult Pacific Northwest. It was uh, it looked terrible. The, the jerseys were disgusting. I went in the team store and people were buying them up. I'm like, why are y'all buying those jerseys? Because that's that's part of the whole All Star thing. I got like a keychain. I got a koozie. I got some pins. I even got a book bag. But I did not want one of those jerseys with Garrett Cole. And it was like a it looked like water. It looked like waves on the jersey. Talking about like how Trout's in the, in in no man's land are out there 
and not promote it in baseball, but I think it would be better to promote these young guys. I mean, I this year I saw a lot of great young players, especially that shortstop for the Reds. That guy's got a rocket on. I don't know how he wasn't a pitcher. Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah, Ellie De La Cruz plays shortstop or he plays third base? Well, both. I think he did a little both, but I saw him turn a double play and his effortless. I mean, it was he's got an arm. But um, and uh, oh, and you guys are the beacon. The news, you know, I look up to the Yankees. I learned that you guys are pretty much the face of baseball. And I, like I said, I love baseball. So keep up the good work. And I heard something down here that kind of bothered me. And I can tell you guys are no-nonsense passionate when it comes to baseball. And I respect the Yankees a lot. But when I heard something about A-Rod, and, you know, I don't think he's getting into the real Hall of Fame anytime soon, but you guys hopefully will do the right thing when I heard something about in your, what do you, what do you call it, your monument or your, um, Hall of, your Yankee Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, Monument Park, retiring jerseys. Number 13 is not retired. It was last worn by Joey Gallo, who was terrible, who was statistically the worst Yankees uh, hitter we've seen in recent time. And I I know A-Rod called up right here. He talked to Evan and uh, Tiki, and he said he wasn't feeling that. He didn't like that at all. Well, I just hope, you know what I mean, I, there's just a few stars there in baseball that kind of has been a bumpy road here somewhat, like you said, the Astros and other things. So, but I look up to you. Good luck. What is that? What is that? Eight weeks total pitchers and catchers? I don't know. I'm not counting down yet, but I, I did start looking at spring training. I'm I'm ready. Get us to baseball season. Well, well I'm I'm on you when I get the signal here like I am tonight, getting it loud and clear. It's great to hear baseball. Nothing much else is down here happening in Washington. Well, Baltimore's doing okay, but I'm mainly Washington. So, anyway, appreciate the show. Appreciate you guys up there. And, yeah, I'll be reading a little bit for Juan Definitely for Juan Soto. And maybe you'll make some noise here and see some good baseball this year. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. See, the, the fan, I, I mean, I thought he might have been on the free Odyssey app. Nah, he said the signal's coming in down there in Maryland, north of the Mason-Dixon line. How far down can you get the radio signal driving down there? But, yeah, Ellie De La Cruz plays shortstop. I don't know why I was thinking he played third. I think he does play short and third. And um, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates have another guy, O'Neal Cruz, who got hurt in the beginning of, of this year. I'm interested in seeing O'Neal Cruz come back and playing shortstop. Those guys are similar build, similar, you know, like 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 game. They're they're changing the game. And um yeah, I don't think that the Yankees are gonna retire A Rod's number thirteen. Yankee fans are split on that, and Yankee fans are split on everything. What do you always hear me say? The greatest rivalry in baseball is Yankee fans versus other Yankee fans. We'll never agree. We hate the front office. We hate each other. We hate names on the back of the jerseys. But guys will get a jersey with the name on the back, and they got to wear it because their mom got it for them. Um, with with A-Rod, he sued the Yankees, and he lied. And all of that other nonsense that he brought to the Yankees, they're, they're not retiring that jersey. They're not giving A-Rod his A-Rod night at the stadium and – it is what it is. Also, A-Rod is on the broadcast with Fox, and he has to speak critically of the Yankees, and they don't, they never loved him like that, right? Uh, there's a lot of Yankee fans that were Jeter fans and felt like they couldn't be Jeter fans and A-Rod fans. I never was like that. We don't win in 2009 without A-Rod, and that's currently the last World Series. has been 15 years. It's funny. I heard Evan Roberts try to cook up something between Judge fans and Soto fans as if there's going to be some type of beef there. Hell no. We're, we're one and the same. Uh, and I don't think Judge, another thing before we break here, I don't think Judge is going to care if the Yankees re-sign Soto and he's making more money than Judge. Judge isn't going to care. They're all super dumb rich. Judge wants to win a World Series. He's not going to care if, the, if he's not the highest paid player on the team. He was for a little while. Good enough. 877 337 6666. It's about winning. Money isn't everything. That's why I've been trying to tell these Mets fans online. Money is not everything. Just because Steve Cohen has money, you think that's everything to these players. They love the game. They want to be champions. They want World Series rings and a parade. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. And they turn on 101.9 FM. They find me. KM to AM. KM to 2 AM. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Talking sports, taking your calls. Trying to talk all the sports, but I understand. We went from a football Friday into uh, NBA basketball talk a little bit, but mostly in New York. It's a baseball town. Mets fans listening. Yankee fans listening. Everybody wants to talk hot stove. I mean, this is a week we'll remember forever Juan Soto deal getting done the Yankees win the 2023 winter meetings they don't hand out rings at the winter meetings they say but the Yankees won with the Alex Verdugo move for nothing and then didn't give up too much to get Juan Soto either 877-337-6666 this is my last 20 minutes let's get back to the phones whatever you guys want to do in this last 20 minutes is cool I mean we've talked everything we've hit Everything pretty much in my notes except for the Heisman Trophy, but I know you guys don't care to talk about college football like that. Maybe afterwards. I would like to see Michael Penix Jr. get it, but I think it's going to go to Jaden Daniels, and then that conversation should actually interest Jets and Giants fans because you're going to need quarterbacks. You should be drafting quarterbacks in the first round, and if you've seen these guys play football, they're dynamic. They can change your franchise and change the fortune of the fan base. I, I just just remember I told you that Heisman Trophy ceremony comes up uh, later tonight, I believe, and then um, the Army Navy game is on. But like I know nobody cared to talk about college football. I did my Texans and Jets parallels. We talked about the Texans and the Jets, and I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a mess. Maybe the Jets can compete, but ultimately I think the Texans are the better team. They have more on the line. They actually are going to be uh, in the playoff race, a playoff team, especially if you see what happened. Uh, with with Pittsburgh, Colton's over there like, yeah, I, I know, bro. We Pittsburgh Steelers lost at home to two teams picking in the top three. You can't, you can't do that. Well, my coach fired. It's not even a question. <laughs> it's not there, even a question. Did not you hear? Question. Did you hear Evan and Tiki this afternoon? I, I heard. I heard Evan. Please, I, take take him. I'll take a. I'll gladly take a first round pick for him. I've wanted him gone for years. I think he's the most overrated guy. Not going to turn into your show. I want him gone. Yeah, but you know, some things just run its course at times. That in all things in life. Sometimes you got to go. Sometimes it just, it's been too long. You need a change. You need something else. Sometimes you just got to go. I'll pack his over. bag. I'll pack his bag. Yeah, and, and I, I think Pittsburgh Steelers fans and six. That, how aggy was that crowd last night? They wanted Mason Rudolph in the first quarter. I, I he's, mean, He's better than Mitch. I'm sorry. He should be playing over Mitch. <laughs> should be. Should. Yeah, but they paid Mitch to come there. Before they drafted Kenny Pickett, sure so did. they defaulted into that. All right, back to the phones we go. You guys know the number to dial. Matt on Long Island, welcome back. You're back on the fan. Thank you. Thanks for taking me. I just want to say I'll always love listening to your show. It's great. You give everybody a chance. It's just it's something great. And you sometimes not all about sports. Just give them people life. And sports is a hobby. It's great. But, you know, some judge here from a real conversation. Just want to say that first. Thank you. Yes, sir. What you got for us tonight, Matt? 
Yeah, I just want to talk some NFL, my football fright, and the baseball, you know, I know it's been going crazy. I'm a Mets fan, but uh, I'm not going to bash Yankees. I gave credit to you guys, but I just want to talk football, really. And going to week 14, season flying by, I mean, listen, I'll say it again. I mean, the Cowboys going to Dallas, I feel hard for them this weekend. I mean, I know maybe you won't. I know it's hard, but I really do. I think the Cowboys are coming hot. I think there's just something off with the Eagles right now, and I I, I, I changed my it. tune. I changed my tune a little bit. I think I think this is it. They split last year, uh, and and I, I think they've watched that film, and they know that they're fourteen and I mean, zero at, in they Jerry World. Schedule the Cowboys. It's, it's not time. like they win the NFC tomorrow. Uh, with this win anyway? Right. They still have to face the Bills. They still have to face the Dolphins. They still have to face the Lions. Yeah. Uh, they need this win. They absolutely need this. I know, win. definitely. And this is my first point. My second point is all the Buffalo stuff going on. I feel like this is a make or break spot for them. If they lose, they're done. Sean McDermott's definitely out after what happened because you don't hold a story like this for four years. How awful! How we get to do that? But Buffalo's a make or break, and I know. I mean, probably think honestly, the Bills are going to go Kansas City and win this. There's something off the Chiefs right now. Pat Mahomes isn't playing like he is. I feel like the Bills make a run here in this AFC that's going downhill. I'm Bills, I mean, listen, I'm not a big fan of them, but, like, their team, that Super Bowl contender, so you never know what happens on, but I think the Bills are going to go KC and win this weekend. I, I'm with you, man. I, don't, I, I do not believe in Taylor Swift and, and the Chiefs at all this year because they played right into that, that. Propaganda, propaganda and that nonsense, and they need Travis Kelsey to be a number one guy, and he hasn't been. Um, they don't have a receiving group, a receiving core. Like Rasheed Rice, I guess, Justin Watson, Noah Gray, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. No, they have too many mid guys. It's going to hurt you eventually. Eventually it catches up to you, and I feel like they did Patrick yeah. Mahomes wrong. He had Tyreek Hill. They didn't want to pay him. They were able to win a yeah, Super Bowl no, without him, but that, it didn't It didn't work out this year. My final point is it's the week 14 look around with uh, the line. I just wanted to ask you this. Do you think the Bengals could legitimately make a run to the playoffs with Jake Brown in? Because yep. I'm just wondering about them, how they played. Yep. That kid That kid holds all of the California high school state records as a quarterback. He's got a ton of reps and experience, not at the NFL level, but getting in the huddle, getting under center, playing the quarterback position. Zach Taylor Very and those guys. the Colts this weekend. I think they can beat the Colts. Gardner Minshew and those guys look like they're, you know, they're all right, too. But, like, you gotta you gotta look at like Jamar Chase still exists, um, T Higgins and uh, Joe Mixon those guys still exist and um, the D line and even the secondary for the the Bengals like they they impressed me with what they did against Jacksonville and what yeah. really impressed me was the coaching and the ability to adjust. Okay, we're gonna run six man protection to have this quarterback feel comfortable and make throws. We're gonna go deep in our bag of tricks. We're gonna have Tyler Boyd throw the ball. He threw a pick, but we're also gonna have jo- Jamar Chase throw. throw the ball because that's what you're supposed to do running offense. You're supposed to uh, keep them off your scent. You're supposed to set up other plays. You're supposed to keep the defense on their heels and guessing against a quarterback that they don't have much film on. I think the Bengals yeah, do yeah. have an opportunity here to make I a run. I just want to make this one thing. I feel like the Jaguars mentioned that at Trevor Lawrence. I do not think they should play Trevor Lawrence Sunday. He's going up against a great defense, Garrett. You don't want to risk it. Make this even further. I know you're fighting for stuff. The season can collapse after so far because they play two hard games, but you got to sit Trevor Lawrence this weekend. I don't think he should be playing. I don't think he should be playing either. He already had a, a issue earlier in the season. Um, I mean, that ankle looked bad. Before they went to, to London, yeah. C.J. Beathard, it just shows you they don't believe in C.J. Beathard against that Cleveland defense, but it's Joe Flacco. Like, well, um, they don't want to lose the division because they play Baltimore too. So, like, they're in a tough stretch, Jacksonville. It's not like they're like could walk away in the playoff spot. I mean, the Texans are right behind them, and they just don't want to give that up. So they're kind of contemplating like against this Cleveland defense. We're not going to get much of CJ Beathard, but I just wanted to mention. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know. I think it's worth sitting the kid down and resting him. He looked pretty hurt the way he limped off. He's just ready to go. This I don't know, man. He he told hey, um, football. he told Anthony Richardson in the beginning of the year, hey. The hits add up in this league. Like, try and take less hits. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's why you're protecting quarterbacks physical league. But, hey, December week 14 off Orland, we'll see. I mean, four more weeks to go. That's why we watched. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Matt. Let's keep it rolling. Let's see Steve in Woodbridge on the fan. What's up, Steve? Hey, Keith. I, I really appreciate all your uh, great comments running back to the Yankee games to do the show. That was awesome every time you had to do it. Um, but I have the answer to the question is, how far can you actually listen to WFAN? Yeah. And, 
And if you're in the car, for example, you could listen all the way down almost to the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Down wow. the tip of New Jersey. Now, at nighttime, because of what happens in, this, in the atmosphere, if you're out in uh, Virginia and you got, you know, you're outside the car and you're in a quiet field, you could hear the fan easy. I listen to the fan in Bermuda on a clear night. And that's just with a handheld. I'll take your word for it. They, that's not something they onboarded me with. That, I didn't get a packet on this stuff when I got the job. I had no idea. I just look at like the Odyssey app. That's how I listen to the fan. And I'm like, okay, whoever's got the app can get it. But like the reach of the airwaves. I know one night I had someone call from Maine and I was like, what? Oh, yeah. In Canada? Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm on my way out to the Poconos. And until I go over the, the mountains in the Poconos, the sand's absolutely clear. That's awesome. But a lot of it, a lot of it depends on you know how good your your car radio is, and if you're in a house, do you have an external antenna? But of course, if you're in the house, you got you know you got the internet. You could listen anywhere in the world. But the signal, believe it or not, if you're in like there are people in the Midwest on the farms in the Midwest. They can pick up the fan like they were in Pennsylvania. I mean, all they need is an antenna and a quiet, a quiet area around them. <laughs> Market one, New York City. I mean, these buildings yeah. are tall. This building I'm in it right now is tall. I don't know how all this yeah, stuff yeah. works, but I be- I'm taking your no, word no, for no, it. No. I believe you. The transmitters are out in the Meadowlands. Those those big towers around Giant Stadium. <sighs> so, yeah, I'd... yeah, yeah. Didn't, I, I didn't get a crash course on this in college or walking into WFAN. Yeah, I, I, I actually do stuff with the FCC. I used to build spacecraft, you know. Um, there's some stuff that gets complicated, but, you know, you could listen, depending on what you're listening to it on. I mean, you could listen to the sand in Hawaii. At night. Uh, my mind is blown. Thank you for the information and the call, Steve. I mean, that's what I just say. Like, you know, as I'm doing the live, I think there's 12 people in my live. Why is 12 the, always the number? When I was live on TikTok, there was 12 people in the TikTok. And, like, somebody tried to go on the TikTok and be like, this guy's only got 12 people watching his live. I don't care. I, if there's one person watching and they're entertained being able to see me in the studio walking around WFAN, see me talking. Like, I'm entertaining that one person. When I first started all of this, I was entertaining zero to four or five people going live, practicing. It's not about that. I have no idea how many people can hear me on the radio. I have no, how, I, no, I have no idea how many people can listen on the app. I don't care. <laughs> it's awesome, but I'm not doing this for the numbers. I'm not doing this to be like, they Tonight, I reached 250,000 listeners on the fan in New York. Let's go to Steve in Point Pleasant. What's up, Steve? You're on the fan. Thanks for taking my call, Keith. Actually, that, that last nerdy call was that. I, I actually appreciate listening to that because a lot of that was – that was. I might check on some of that information, but that was actually yeah, – cool. I, I was about to say, I'm always Googling in here, but I'm just taking his word for, for it. That, yeah, yeah. That, that didn't sound like something you just make up. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we have the internet now. You can listen to it from anywhere, but on FM radio signal, like, I guess, yeah, it theoretically goes forever, but the earth does curve, despite what Kyrie Irving says. Um, <laughs> He'll never yeah. live that down. I think he said that down, like, <laughs> eight years ago. It's still, it still holds. <laughs> Yo, so last night, uh, if you were talking about the Twitter trolls, I don't really care. I'm, I'm one of the guys that, you know, I have my face in my, my Abby, you know, if I tweet at you, something something spicy it's me saying it but and like just in general twitter all is an awful place and especially being talked about on the fan is just it's it's this is real sports talk that's that's not real at all correct today was one of the most fun days on twitter i've had in a very long time it's supposed to be yeah probably since the elon machine bottom like the Shohei news today, like just tracking the play, like it actually felt like old Twitter. <laughs> it was it, it was really fun today. It was People actually, got, it was and that's what I'm cool saying. Day. I had a caller say like nobody cares about the Shohei news. I'm like, what are you talking about? Did you not see Twitter? People like literally going out of their way 
to try and figure out all of these things. And then when we actually got the information, it was the guy from Shark Tank on the flight. And, like, uh, you say Kikuchi actually rented out um, the, the restaurant in the Rogers Center for a surprise party for his wife. But meanwhile, everyone's oh, sending out the alerts I, like, Otani, Otani, he's going to Toronto. No, he's not. People got to relax. You, that's why you can't believe everything. What do I say on the I fan? Believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. It's all fake. I saw the Kermit the Frog typing meme of Drake Ghost Riders trying to find words that rhyme with Shohei. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Drake chimes in with the, with himself wearing the Shohei jersey. I'm like, this is nonsense. <laughs> Honestly, took two naps today, and and a lot of the, the reason that I went and napped, I'm like, I got to stop looking at Twitter. It is a mess yeah. today between my mentions and the Shohei stuff, and then everything else in between. I'm like, this is like it's one, it's a cesspool, but it is the wild wild west. I spent more time on Twitter today than I have in a long time. And you know what? Whatever. It's whatever. whatever. It's for fun. It's entertainment. It's in, it's an app in your phone. Yep. Like, you should be entertained. That's why I get at Elon Musk. I'm like, hey, I'm on here for sports and entertainment. Why are all these porn bots underneath my yeah. tweets? <laughs> dude's, dude's trash. He doesn't care. Whatever. Or the, um, the like, <laughs> real, morbid real post. Baseball point. There's a, no. Real quick baseball point. Go ahead. Twitter doesn't matter. There's a bunch of people listening. Like, we don't ever tweet. <laughs> so always going to the Jays. Soto's going to the Yankees. The Orioles are the best young team in baseball. The Sox will be gritty as always. You know who's winning the division, right? The Yankees. You're going to say Tampa, but the Yankees are winning oh, the division. Oh, come on, man. We've seen this episode too many times. The Red Sox. No, the Rays. Okay, I thought I was going to no, say. I, no, I thought you Rays, did. The Rays, the Rays are the team that um, yeah. they're going to win the division with a chicken parm sandwich pitching 98 miles per hour they're, they're gonna have some random wash pitcher that we're not thinking of that's on the free agent market that they're gonna you know have a reclamation project like they did with like michael waka or Corey kluber uh glass now is gonna leave and sign somewhere and um be trash uh, and and be trash and then they're gonna have some random hitters and then evan roberts is gonna get on the afternoon show and say something's fishy something's fishy about tampa well, these journeymen are really good, and they're going to get off to a ridiculous start. And Randy Rosarena and Yandy Diaz, whatever. Yeah, we've seen it a bunch of times. But then they'll they'll fall short. Somebody was trying to get at me online today about the Blue Jays and the Orioles, and I'm like, they won the same amount of postseason games as the New York Yankees. I don't care. Yeah, young teams. The Jays were a big fail. I actually picked on them to win the series last year. I bet on them, but the Orioles, hey, they're not going away. It's going to be a really fun division of baseball next year, for sure. Thanks for the call, Steve. I think this is three Steves in a row, and I'm running out of time. Steve in Wontog, New York. You're on the fan. Keith, way to talk to you, man. I've been waiting to talk to you. Got you in there. Got you in there. We got four minutes left. Go for it, bro. All right, all right. You're the man. Congratulations, everything. Your kid, everything. Thank you. Dude, I'm a desperate New York fan, man. And I love listening to you because every single time you talk about the Yankees, it hits because I get so dramatic over it, and everybody's like, oh, this guy's freaking out over everything. But when I listen to you, take it back home. But, you know, Yankees, Knicks, Islanders, and uh, Jets fan. Should I get excited for this sort of stuff, or am I just going to be let down? No, no, no. This is different. I mean, if anybody you could count on it out of all the teams you, you mentioned. Dallas. I don't got Dallas. You no. Got something. I'm not counting on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they disappointed me more than anybody, really, because they're always supposed to be America's team, Super Bowl projection, and then they're a first round out or a terrible loss in the second round and – you know, that it just adds another year to the drought from not even making the NFC championship. The Yankees, like, I go so hard for the Yankees because as a kid, I could bank on them. They were solid. Exactly. There was a lot of joy there. And I still go back to those times. Like, I love baseball because as a kid, I thought it was just a guarantee that the Yankees are going to be in the World Series, even when they lost. When they lost as a kid, I was confused. I'm like, I didn't know that was supposed to happen. I didn't know that could happen. But this Juan Soto thing, when you just think about the lineup, like, I went through the projected lineup tonight. And you also think about the fact that they're not done. And think about the fact that Brian Cashman was pissed off. I never saw Brian Cashman talk to the media. He was cursing. He was using he was using F words. And then like Hal Steinbrenner came out and said what he said, like, they're on one, bro. They're on one, bro. That's why I said, you know, someone called talking about me coming from the stadium and hosting my show. I do that to be real so I can like literally carry the energy from the stadium onto this mic and let you know what the fans were talking about, what the vibe was like. And I can't wait for next season 
because it's going to get really real, and I think they're going to be really competitive, and they have a chance to do whatever they want to do. Thank you for the call and the compliment, Steve. Let's go to Butch and Yonkers, South Yonkers on the fan. Hey, Keith, that's a nice signing that the Yankees got, uh, you know, Soto and Judge Abbott right and all that. I wanted to ask you, uh, did you hear any update on Rizzo? How's he doing? The health of him? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously they shut Rizzo down, concussed, and they put him out there for like a month and a half, almost two months concussed. But, he like, he's past that. And him and Judge are, are, are homies. They're best friends. And they're ready to get after it. They're ready to uh, attack this season. Rizzo is a former World Series champion, and and yeah. I can't I can't wait to see him. I don't think Rizzo should be the everyday first baseman, but uh, we'll see. I think he'll be perfectly fine. Well, he should be ready for spring training, right? I think he'll be ready for spring training. Thank you for the call, Butch. Let's see if I can get to Sabi on Long Island on the fan. Go Sabi. Hey Keith, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, wrapping things up. I think we got thirty seconds. Go go yep. go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First time caller with my wife. We listen to your call all the time. Uh, we're big Yankee fans. I uh, just wanted to quickly hear uh, from you. This is crazy being on your show, by the way. But uh wanted to quickly hear your thoughts on, um, you know, how the Yankees are doing, obviously getting Juan Soto and how you're feeling about um, Yamamoto and uh, anything else that you think they can do. Yeah, it's it's a different energy. Thanks for the call, Matt. I'm coming to you next before they hit the back music. It's a different energy. It's not a, a Josh Donaldson trade. It's not, uh, you know, trying to finesse and finagle and get these, like, uh, bargain bin guys. It's getting the top guy you could go out there and get. I think they could still get Yamamoto. I think that they're going to do more. They're not going to rest this year. That's the difference. I heard C-Mac talking about it last night. They stopped when they had holes to fill. They're not stopping. Last call of the night goes to Matt in Middletown. Go! Hey, how's it going, man? How do you feel about Kenny Pickett? Is he the Steelers' best quarterback? Kenny Pickett? Uh, I don't know. I don't know when he's coming back. That's my dog. I think it was uh, a little bit of a sophomore slump. Him getting hurt yeah, sucks, no, but no. Pittsburgh's yeah. going to be cooked regardless. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Matt. That's all we've got. That's all I've got. People watching on Instagram, appreciate you. Everybody that called, everybody that tweeted, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Like, I really appreciate everybody that listens, that just interacts, that rocks with me or doesn't rock with me because it's all in WFAN and New York and sports and it makes all of this fun. It's entertainment. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe out there. Be warm out there. And I'll be back Tuesday night. Lugie's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.